Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday and this is the last week of the church year. Since tomorrow, Thursday, is Thanksgiving Day in the United States, I thought it would be great if we could add um, your prayers of Thanksgiving to the prayers that we share together. Uh, Thanks uh, to all of you who have already sent in some prayers to add to our prayers for tomorrow, uh, and uh, we'll hold that open for one more day. So send me what you are thanking God for this week, and I'll write them into our prayers for our Thanksgiving Day uh, morning prayer. You can also send along something else that you're thinking of or praying about, uh, about our nation, our congregation, our community, or even the world. You can email your prayers to pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light, and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from 2 Samuel chapter 2. After this, David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up into the cities of Judah? The Lord said to him, Go up. David said, To which shall I go up? He said, To Hebron. So David went up there along with his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David brought up the men who were with him, every one with his household, and they settled in the towns of Hebron. Then the people of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. When they told David it was the people of Jabesh-Gilead who buried Saul, David sent messengers to the people of Jabesh-Gilead and said to them, May you be blessed by the Lord, because you showed this loyalty to Saul, your Lord, and buried him. Now may the Lord show steadfast love and faithfulness to you, and I too will reward you, because you have done this thing. Therefore, let your hands be strong and be valiant. For Saul, your Lord, is dead, and the house of Judah has anointed me king over them. But Abner, son of Ner, commander of Saul's army, had taken Ishbael, son of Saul, and brought him over to Mahanaim, and made him king over Gilead and the Asherites, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, and all Israel. 
Ishbaal, Saul's son, was 40 years old when he began to reign over Israel, and he reigned two years, but the house of Judah followed David. The time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. Abner, son of Ner, and the servant of Ishbaal, son of Saul, went out from Mahanaim to Gibeon. Joab, son of Zeruiah, Zeruiah, and the servant of David went out and met them at the pool of Gibeon. One group sat on one side of the pool, the other sat on the other side of the pool. Abner said to Joab, Let the young men come forward and have a contest before us. Joab said, Let them come forward. So they came forward and were counted as they passed by, twelve for Benjamin and Ishbael, son of Saul, and twelve of the servants of David. Each grasped his opponent by the head and thrust his sword into his opponent's side, so they fell down together. Therefore the place was called Helkath Hazaruim, which is at Gibeon. The battle was fierce that day, and Abner and the men of Israel were beaten by the servants of David. Three sons of Zeruiah were there, Joab, Abishai, and Asael. Now Asahel was as swift of foot as a wild gazelle. Asahel pursued Abner, running neither to the right nor to the left as he followed him. Then Abner looked back and said, Is it you, Asahel? He answered, Yes, it is. Abner said to him, Turn to your right or to your left and seize one of the young men and take his spoil. But Asahel would not turn away from following him. Abner said again to Asahel, Turn away from following me. Why should I strike you to the ground? That How then could I show my face to your brother Joab? But he refused to turn away. So Abner struck him in the stomach with the butt of his spear so that the spear came out at his back. He fell there, and he died where he lay. And all those who came to the place where Asahel had fallen and died stood still. But Joab and Abishai pursued Abner. As the sun was going down, they came to the hill of Amma, which lies before Gia on the way to the wilderness of Gibeon. And the Benjaminites rallied around Abner and formed a single band, and they took their stand on the top of the hill. Then Abner called to Joab, Is the sword to keep devouring forever? Do you not know that the end will be bitter? How long will it be before you order your people to turn from their pursuit of their kinsmen? Joab said, As God lives, if you had not spoken, the people would not have continued, would have continued to pursue their kin- kinsmen, not stopping until the morning. Joab sounded the trumpet, and all the people stopped, and they no longer pursued Israel or engaged in battle any further. Abner and his men traveled all that night through the Arabah. They crossed the Jordan, and marching the whole forenoon, they came to Mahanaim. Joab returned from the pursuit of Abner, and we had gathered all his people together. There were missing from David's servants 19 men besides Asahel, and the servants of David had killed of Benjamin 360 of Abner's men. They took up Asahel and buried him in the tomb of his father, which was at Bethlehem. Joab and his men marched all night, and the day broke upon them at Hebron. David has grieved and mourned, but now it is time for him to return to Israel. So he consults the Lord, as he does every time before he moves And at the Lord's direction, David and his company move into Judah, into the region of Hebron. And the people of Judah then publicly anoint David as their king. At the same time, Saul's powerful general Abner declares a descendant of Saul as king in the north. 
and Saul's tribe of Benjamin rallies around Abner and Saul's son. While he is not the king, Abner is the most powerful and influential figure among the northern tribes. David is strengthening his position in the south and and slowly uh, reaching out to cities like Jabesh-Gilead to bring them to his side, but he and his men will still have to contend with Abner and the continued resistance to David in the northern tribes. But this is a dangerous tribe for all the tribes of Israel. It seems that they are on the verge of a civil war. Abner and Joab try to limit the conflict by uh, selecting representatives to fight against each other without drawing the two armies into conflict with each other directly. But when the contest turns into a bloodbath where all fall together, then neither Abner nor Joab can contain the conflict any longer. Joab and his brothers pursue a defeated Abner and his men, and that pursuit costs Joab's brother Asahel his life. Abner had warned him. Abner had told him to turn aside. Abner had told him to leave off the pursuit, and yet Asahel pursues, and Abner kills him. Finally, Joab turns aside from the pursuit and allows Abner and his men to escape across the Jordan instead of fighting a bloody battle uh, against a dug-in opponent on the top of a hill. There is a very gruesome and bloody and costly lesson in all of this, and Abner seems to the only, be the only one who most astutely grasps the gravity of the situation. The conflict is between kin, and if it is allowed to endure, the longer it is allowed to endure, the more deadly it will become. It is difficult to contain violence once it breaks out among these families and tribes. The anger that will come from losing a brother will inspire another to revenge, and that quest for revenge when executed will escalate the conflict because revenge continues to breed revenge as it spreads out to envelop the whole nation. As Abner says, the sword will devour them all. Before long, the entire nation will be fighting against each other, not out of loyalty to David or Saul, but simply to avenge the death of a brother. David cannot ascend to the throne by hunting down and killing Abner and every last one of his men. Instead, it is going to be a combination of military pressure and mercy, steadfast love and loyalty. David's strength is in bringing a peace about that binds people together in a covenant of mutual care and protection, like the covenant that God has developed with his people. David knows it's difficult to win hearts and minds of skeptical tribal leaders when your men are killing their children. It's much easier when you're working for their defense and overcoming their enemies. A house divided against itself cannot stand. David has to find a way to unite the country under his authority and within a renewed covenant in the Lord, of which David is now the representative. Or, as David has done all along, he will have to remain true to God and true to his people and follow the opportunities that the Lord opens for him. As we get ready to go into this Thanksgiving weekend, a weekend that's so filled with family and friends, we're also conscious of the fact that our tables sometimes, like our nation, are divided. So how can we keep conflicts from escalating and instead bring people back together in love and faithfulness to each other? In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. 
You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebearers and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationships with others. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially for our congregation. For those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries that are ravaged by strife or warfare, and for all who work to bring about peace and international harmony. For the sick, and for those who care for them, and for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.